Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my co-host, Matt Ordazzo. Grayson is out today, so is Samir. So it's just me and Matt running things Southern Connecticut style. Um, interesting show. A lot of stuff broke over the last 48 hours. We actually had a decent, uh, I have a decent shit list to talk about today. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Got some MMA talk. Yeah, I know, right? Matt's leading that, obviously. I'm not <laughs> um, We've got a lot of NFL news. We've got a lot of NCAA news. And also, guys, the NBA Finals are set. I think they tip off next week. So, uh, or this week? Next week? I can't even remember. Um, what was that one? But either way, it's going to be a great show. I'm excited. And I uh, hope you all had a great Memorial Day weekend. Matt, I went to three pool parties and a house party back to back to back to back. I went I, I'm to. I'm a little tired. I went to. What did I even do? You ever like have to? You just don't remember. Like everybody's like on Monday. What did you do? I fucking remember. I went it's like, to. Yeah, your brain farts out for a second. Oh, so Sunday I had a I had a party for my cousin for her birthday. Mind you, this is Chaplin, Connecticut. If you don't know where Chaplin, Connecticut is. It's right past uh, Marlboro and Hebron. Like if you if you went to Scotland, Connecticut, you went a little too far. But if you hit Columbia, Connecticut, it's right after. Yeah. Basically, the okay. So for the people who don't live in our tiny little crap hole state, um, it's the northeastern corner of Connecticut. It's like in that area. Like once you get past Hartford, but it's above New London, Norwich, in that area. It's up in that. Yeah. Like northeastern corner where basically you have great restaurants like some of the best fried chicken i've ever had was from like a little diner joint up there but it's uh just an odd place up there it's like a whole oh it is for for everybody that's listening that's not from connecticut if you have any town in your state that it's like that like hard country like yeehawville kind of place that's that's where this place was it was about an hour and 40 minutes to get there from uh my neck of the woods and it was not fun no traffic, by the way, but an hour and 40 minutes. Just so. driving and driving and driving. Just driving on highways I didn't even knew existed. Yeah, once you get to that part of the state, you start learning a lot about the state that you live in. You're like, wow, okay, this exists? I just thought it was like, once you got past Hartford, it was just forest until you hit uh, Rhode Island. Do you, um, you know, a, a town I just discovered when I started working for the railroad, uh, my favorite town in West Haven, so, uh, West Haven, my favorite town in Connecticut, uh, Mayanus, Mayanus, Connecticut. That's a thing. In it's, society. uh, it's right in the Greenwich area. So it's, the I mean, it's like, it's like state. a borough. It's not really an actual town, but yeah, I got you. No, it's, it's the butthole of Connecticut pretty much. Like when you like, when you shit, you're in New York. It's the very tip of Greenwich. Mm-hmm. 
But I, it's just the best. I've never. I would love to live there for the name, but I can't afford it. That's too funny, man. Oh my lord. Um. Yeah. So, kicking it off. Uh, unfortunate news out of the NFL. We'll start with the sad stuff first. Uh, Jeff Gladney, um, cornerback, formerly of TCU, um, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, now the Arizona Cardinals, was in ta- Dallas to buy his mom a new house. Um, him and a female passenger were involved in a car correct that killed them both. Um, sucks. Duder had a kind of a rough start to his career with Minnesota, but he's, uh, he was starting to come back, and I, I don't. I'm not trying to say like that. The dude wasn't. I'm not trying to. Yeah, Adam Schefter. This. Thing. Yeah. I'm not trying to Adam Schefter this thing whatsoever. But like the fact no. that he was on the upswing, and it's really unfortunate. And uh, very talented cornerback. Like his tape coming at TCU was incredible, especially for a Big Ten, a Big Twelve corner. Yeah. Dude was great. And one of the things that hurt my heart the most is that uh, his boy, his best friend, plays for my Eagles. The um the uh character known as Jalen Rager. Um, listen, say what you will about Rager, but dude's hurting today, man. Losing your best friend yeah. from college like that, it's just... No, it's, you can't um, even imagine it. It's 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 crazy. And, and you know what the saddest part about all this is, is that it's just... It, it wasn't even like... It's just... It, unfortunately, vehicular accidents and deaths happen. And we don't know yeah. the whole story about it, and it, you know, I'm really hoping there was no like drugs or alcohol involved, or maybe just ho- I don't I don't know. But it's just it it is really it's really sad, it's really unfortunate. I feel for um you know my thoughts and prayers go out, our thoughts and prayers go out to the the Gladney family and everyone yeah. involved, especially the Rager family as well. Jalen, as much as I rip on you, man, like I, I have optimism that you're gonna you know get that second win and be the player I saw at TCU. You know it's it's just unfortunate, you know. Yeah. a friend like that. It's you never want to see anybody, no matter if you you know you like them or you dislike them. You never want to see anybody go like that or at all. Um, but like you said, a young corner, uh, second team All Big Twelve in 2018, and first team All Big Twelve in 2019, had a pretty good college career. Going first round pick to the Vikings, um, you know, was just about to be with the Cardinals this year, and you know, you just had Dwayne Haskins die in a in a and pretty much a vehicle accident and in a sense as well. And, you know, it's back to back 24, 25 year old guys that are going, it just sucks. Cause it's not even like, it was just kind of natural cause. Like this is something that can happen to us. Like, it's not like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's tough to, to take in, even if you just were a fan of him from watching a player, if you were a teammate, it's, it's tough to see mm-hmm. anybody like that go in that way or in and at all. And I'm sure, you know, Jalen Rager is hurting like, how Chase Claypool was when Haskin was going. Um, but yeah, my our thoughts and prayers and condolences are going out to that family, and I, I can't imagine the pain that him, his family, or anybody are in right now. Yeah, it, 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 this is really sucks. But um, on some more, I guess, positive news. Um, good news for Jerry Judy. His uh, charges have all been dropped. But we also, when we reported the story about two weeks ago, it was there was not a lot. There is it was. The charges were brought up. It was like kind of a weird circumstance where like there wasn't any actual violence about it. Yeah. It was it was just more of the fact that the cops got involved, charges were pre- were pushed, but now the charges are not dropped. Nobody was hurt, and there was there was a little issue with chucking somebody's wallet or hiding some, whatever it was. But mm-hmm. lucky for the Broncos and for Judy, it's over. Hopefully, everyone involved gets the resolution they wanted, or at least close yep. to it. And 
We want to lose Jerry Judy can focus on uh, getting the ball because uh, minicamp is, what, a month away now? Yeah, it's close. It's coming up. It's like interesting. It's interesting. Like you said, there was, you know, where no violence was reported. It just seemed like a more of like a verbal altercation kind of thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure with like domestic things, you know, I think somebody has to get arrested when somebody's oh, yeah. called. So yeah, no. it's I'm, not like, it's not like Sherm where Sherm committed yeah. verbal and physical assault on the door. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So from what I read, it, she, um, the woman didn't seem to want to press charges at all. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was the mother of his child. Um, so I was probably just one of those situations where somebody called the cops, they had to take somebody away. And, but the thing is we've seen in the past, like me being a Jets fan, you know, I've Sheldon Richardson for, for instance, has gone on high speed, you know, car rides, got pulled over, found, you know, substances in his car, had a minor in the car, you know, charges were dismissed, but I'm pretty sure he still got a suspension down the road. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he got something for that. But my point thing is charges are dropped legally, but, I don't know if the NFL is going to step in and give him a couple game suspension for anything like that. Cause we've seen the NFL, you know, do things like that, even when the charges are dismissed. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I think it's small. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Um, but at, at this moment, Russell Wilson's got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton and everybody full go right now. Go Hawks. <laughs> Man, that team, Geno Smith, right? Really be the starting quarterback for that team right now. I really think they're going to regret it after a few weeks. Unless Gino has found this new, like, amazing thing that made him worth being a high second round pick. If not, I honestly think Drew Locke is going to beat him out. Just Locke has to get used to the offense. Smith's been there. He knows what to do, whereas I personally think Locke is just getting used to actually being able to throw the ball downfield. I think both guys are going to – at best, both guys are going to get that team six or seven wins, if that. I mean – Julak's a younger guy. I mean, he's got probably a little more talent in him right now. Geno Smith's more of the veteran. But, I mean, I don't know. I've seen Geno Smith play. I know it's a completely different system. I know, you know, this current Seahawks team compared to the back-in-the-day Jets team, that's much of an organization for him to be in. But, I mean, fantasy owners, you know, Geno Smith's starting quarterback, that's good news for DK Metcalf because he loves DK Metcalf. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's so, so funny, right? So, Back when Russ had his uh, what are the f- mallet finger or the crap that was, yeah, I had DK for a daily fantasy thing or a, a parlay or something. And DK got me my numbers with Geno Smith as the quarterback, and the, his odds for the because of Geno Smith being the starting quarterback, DraftKings ranked the odds so high that I was able to get it at about plus one thousand, I think, for DK to have a hundred yards and wow, I think two touchdowns. And he got his, I think he got a thousand in the touchdown. I think it's only took, I only took the 750 or whatever the hell it was. But I failed on another part of my parlay. So it didn't matter. But the fact of the matter is, I was getting so pissed off of Russell Wilson, his dumbass, because he and DK had a beef the entire season. And DK's numbers, the only time it helped me was when I was playing DK in fantasy, and that saved my ass. Because I hit this guy, DK, on my football, DK had one catch for nine yards, and it was hysterical. Listen, if uh, speaking of speaking of odds, I would have won probably nine hundred something bucks. I can't remember if it was was it the Super Bowl or was it the AFC Championship where CJ Uzama got hurt. I think it was the um, Super Bowl. I don't remember. There was one of those games where there was the championship or the or the Super Bowl. I, him or Higby? It was one of those two. It might have been Higby. Higby got hurt, and Higby I got hurt in the championship game. 
Odell got hurt in the Super Bowl. So, all right, so both actually. Perfect. Fucking both of them. AFC Championship game, I lost 300-something bucks, and I hit on every single parlay except Higby over 35 receiving yards because he got hurt after he had like 19 or 20 yards. So and I lost a couple hundred bucks on that. Then Super Bowl. I still got you beat here. I know, I'm sure you do, but Super Bowl, I lost 900. I mean, I only bet 10 bucks or 5 bucks, but I lost 900-something mm-hmm. bucks because Odell got hurt, and I took the over on like 50 yards or something like that, and I think he, he had just under whatever I took, and I lost out on 900-something bucks and everything else hit. So, I lost out on two grand uh, on a $17 bet because uh, Armando Baycott's knee gave out. I had I had the future for North Carolina. I bet it was on my buddy Cruz's show two days before the NCAA tournament started. It was March. You can go back to the Oxcord podcast. Date, March 15th, 2022. I said on live, bet it live on air, $17 on North Carolina to win the whole damn thing. My boss was going to let me take off the next week if I hit that bet. I already, the week before, on the Elite Eight, hit a $500 parlay. I was through the damn roof. Yeah. (laughs) I was losing my shit. I was on a hot streak. I was rolling. And I saw Bacot's Nigga, and I'm like, oh, we're fucked. But then we had a shot when Caleb Love took that jumper from the same spot, but it just was short. And you know what the worst part is? Is like betting on my Tar Heels. It's like, oh, congratulations! You're betting on the best damn team in the country because they got all their starters. Back. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing is, like, oh, Bar- Baycott will be healthy. So Caleb Love, who were both injured the entire game. Oh, and they got like three top ten recruits. Oh my lord! It's like picking. It's just. I mean, it's gonna be great for my, you know, my love of my Tar Heels basketball. Because yeah. you know they're gonna absolutely steamroll the ACC because it looks like Duke looks like Duke. Duke always has a good class, but the rest of the ACC looks broke. So no. I don't know. It's gonna be that I lost two thousand dollars. I was very upset. I like if I lost two thousand dollars, but then my team still won. It've been okay, or I won two thousand, but North Carolina lost. Even though that was the exact opposite, of what could happen. It would have been okay, but I lost both, and that's what killed me. At least you sports gambling, folks. Grand. Oh my god! I got a couple screwed. grand. I would have won one hundred fifty uh... bucks last uh, two nights on Sunday night with the freaking uh, Celtics Heat game. Heat covered. I had an alternative spread. I did a four and a half, but Tatum did not have thirty points. No, Tatum did not have a combined forty-five or fifty between. Assists, rebounds, and points. He had like 48. And Jalen Brown only had like 20 points. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like they know you bet on them. Yeah. Fuck. Bam out of bio. Hit. Jimmy Butler. Hit. Heat. Did their job. Fucking Celtics. You know what the worst part is? Because I refuse to watch Steph Curry's goofy ass or Andrew Wiggins get a title. I want... I'm rooting for Boston. Also, you know, the whole... I guess we'll talk about this now. We'll get into the finals. Um, because nobody really gives a fuck about the Pro Bowl. Everyone knows they're gonna cancel it. Come yeah, on. fuck that Pro Bowl. Uh, that was a great fuck news. That was, it was like, listen, just do a whole skills challenge. Do like a virtual reality style. Like, have these guys have fun and do dumb shit. Like, literally, nope. do a select, do a softball game or something, or like a, a basketball, just something fun. You know what the like best thing was, though? The best thing was that they were like, oh, what are ways we can – because they're like, all right, Pro Bowl, we don't get a lot of views. What are some things we can do to improve that? And it was the next thing I saw was cancel it. I was like, 
That is the best decision the NFL is probably going to make in the last couple of years. You know, besides not fun. just besides doing the draft during COVID, because oh, that was man. like that kept me mentally okay. Because mm-hmm. I was not okay for the first couple of months of the draft. Because one, having the world shut down on your birthday is just so fucking depressing. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh well, my gym shut down. Okay, this stinks. It's like, oh. I see all the headlines in the news. Oh, the world is shutting down. Happy birthday, Jared, from Twitter. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> then the whole world shut down like a week later. I was like, this is the pro. You know what the worst part was? I was watching the game on ESPN when the, the whole Rudy Gobert thing happened. Yeah. I was watching it live and I saw me and my roommate, me and my coworkers were watching Mark Cuban freak out on the sideline about something. And they kept pointing to it, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And the whole drive back, it just kept getting worse and worse. And I think at that time, I think I actually had COVID, which even which was even more terrifying. Um, all right, yeah, NBA Finals, Warriors, uh, Celtics. I stand corrected. Uh, first game is Thursday. Actually, we'll finish the show. Have an hour to consume some alcohol, and it's game one of the finals. Oh, by yeah. the way, folks, Thursday is our 200th episode. I know, 100th episode of the Corner Booth pregame. And everyone's like, "No, Jared. Well, you've you've only you've done other 100s. No, in numerical order, the specials don't count, and the crossover episodes don't count. This is the hundredth numerical episode. So I don't care because we're probably at 106, but Cruz Oxen Rider. And Nick Perkins from the Oxcore podcast are stopping by. If they don't, I'm going to string Cruz up by his toes. That's a joke. I won't actually do that. And, of <laughs> course, everyone's favorite angry Alabama fan, Kevin, will be stopping by as well. We'll also have, you know, the regular crew, me, Grayson, and Matt. It'll be a good time. It's just going to be fun celebrating the fact that somehow we've been lasting. We haven't been, like, canceled, blocked, or something. Actually, no. We were blocked by Warner Brother Records for using um, Bad Boys for Life in our intro for two weeks, two months, whatever it was. So, the story behind this is great. So, me and Kevin had an ex-co-worker at Billy Up who hated us. Mm. They hated our attitude. They hated how we were... Unper- they called us in our evaluations. They called us unprofessional in like just like just like in the most like mean way possible, right? So and also I was completely I would rip this person's podcast on the show. You could go back and listen to April of 2021. You will hear me rip this girl. I actually got a phone call from my boss. Or oh, might I might from Kevin about this. Like, dude, one. like they just yelled at us. We cannot yeah. talk shit anymore. And I'm like, that just me doing something right. Oh yeah, no. Well, here's the thing: is like, and so I said to Kevin, I'm like, hey, Kev, how about we do a trailer to our show to the song "Bad Boys for Life" by B J and his whole crew? He's like, I got you. Shout out to Aaron Andrews, Chris Thompson. They gave me the idea, but with me and Kevin, it's just more over the top. So. We made it about a month and a half before Warner Brother Records kept sh- taking our posts off Instagram. Hey, that's a that's I mean that's impressive to me. That's a pretty big company to get a block from. So you gotta be doing well, something. I think they have an auto connect whenever you use it. So 
I mean, our new, um, our new, uh, I, I'm making a formal announcement. Our new, uh, theme song for the ne- this, the rest of the year going into 2023 is, uh, number one spot by Ludacris. <laughs> Cause it's goofy, obnoxious, and loud, just like we are. So that's perfect. Um, you know what? Gotta give a shout out to Matt Grayson and Samir. Um, y'all know I was definitely down and out a little bit. I was really scrambling to try to keep this podcast afloat. And, uh, these three gabagoons came back. They were uh, willing to help. Um, we're definitely, it's definitely been like a little bit of a change. And we're going to, it's going to be a little, this will be a lot, this whole next couple of weeks. And for everyone who listens, we appreciate it. Of us feeling out new things about the show, new segments. Like Corner Booth Dartboard is going to stay, obviously. And the, like the live stream we love because we get a lot of personalities from Belly Up. Fuck, I might even get Frank Michael Smith back on because like he is just so much fun. And you guys will freaking love him. And he'll stay from 6.30 to 8. That man goes the distance. He puts a six-pack next to his desk, and he mm. goes the distance with us. And he's one of the biggest names in like sports TikTok, which makes this even funnier. I actually have a connection with a buddy of mine who works for the Faces of Boston podcast. Like, mm. they're huge, apparently. And I ran the food store yesterday because he, he was home visiting his family. I'm like... I was talking to him like, Joey, what's good, man? He goes, yeah, we just had Tommy Galilio, like the dude from the boss dude for TikTok. I'm like, I saw. I was hyped for this. You guys are killing it. <laughs> and so, like, you know, it's so funny, right? Everyone, like, ripped on TikTok for so long. But, like, TikTok's a great thing. Actually, I'm going to reach out to a couple of sports TikTokers because I feel like that's a niche we can exploit because, you know. Oh, yeah. Me and, me and your boy over here, Big Wispy, we are on TikTok. And, uh, you know, it, it's a way to get views. I follow a bunch of these uh... – I got a handful of sports people I, I, that I can already just shoot out see from TikTok. I fucking love. We'll, we'll talk post show, but I mean, you've heard of my boy Frank Mike before. He's the he's he's uh-huh. he's the he's the LeBron of uh sports of sports TikTok. There you go. That man's got more. He made he's done so well off of TikTok and YouTube. He has his own media company. Like and, like, boy? Yeah, like yeah, it's uh Juice Juice uh, Juice Productions or whatever. That sounds familiar. Okay. I think yeah, I've heard so of it. So if we ever do our own if we ever have our own thing where we're big enough, it's gonna be Project Two Productions. I'll explain that later. Nah, not um, if but that, when. When well listen, if belly up takes off, I won't have to do it if I will just have to be like, okay, cool. We might call it the Project Two Studios, but that's a whole different mm-hmm. animal. Listen, Thursday's 200th episode means premium cocktails, and uh, I gotta find a nice jersey. Fuck, there. I might make I might make a damn old fashioned for that shit. I'm getting paid Thursday. I can go get the Casamigos. I forgot you're a basic white girl when it comes to drinking. It's okay though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not oh white claws, it's tequila. I can't do the beer. I can do the Yankee Orchard. It's not the beer. I can drink. I can drink beer until the cows come home. That's the best part. Of I don't even life. know if you guys even knew, but that one time me, you, and Skinny P went to the New West Cafe. We were all getting oh beers. My God. We were all getting beers. I was secretly ordering Red's uh, Apple Ale or whatever they were. Yeah, I remember this because I I think me and me and Pat went through about a, a pitcher of Miller Lite or something, or maybe it was a pitcher of Guinness. We ordered something out. So no, it was Guinness because you it was Guinness. Didn't... It was Guinness. We yeah. ordered a pitcher of Guinness. It was so odd, but it worked. But yeah. so what was great about it was when we were down there. I was down there to go see. The girl I was seeing at the time, she was on the dance team for Southern. So I went to go see her and also grab some beers at the game. So after, you know, I gave her flowers for Valentine's Day, whatever, me and the boys went to New West Cafe afterward. And 
we hung out and drank there for the best part was we went into the beer we liked them the 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 bar behind it we liked the most it was about literally 100 feet from the uh from new west cafe shout out they're still kicking it in business gotta love it <laughs> like literally one of these days i want to go back down there and just get a couple beers literally just for the fuck of it because like that that place is always the cheapest beer yeah two dollar bitches of bud light on wednesday you could not beat it yeah, I think Bianca and I went to that place. We had like a couple mixed drinks, like four of them, and I think our bill was like pretty cheap, like compared to what I thought it'd be. Shout out to those dive bars who literally just do it off of volume. Like, mm-hmm. there's a place I took I took Matt and our boy Pat to about two years ago. It's called the Lodge. The three of us ordered. I think you two both. You ordered two mixed drinks. Pat ordered a couple beers. I ordered a couple beers. We each ordered like each an app and a fuck and a uh, a full like meal. I think the total bill was less than a hundred dollars. I was like, that's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, that was a good deal. Shots a lot. Like, I mean, listen, like I love the di- dive bars are the greatest thing to a 20 year old because like, like my sister works at a very nice bar and restaurant on the other side of town. Right. And me and my boy will go in there. Cause he likes to, he likes to, this man rocks a Rolex on his off days. Like he's one of those type of guys. Okay. And we'll go in there and him and his girl will still play full price. Because my sister is the great one of the greatest people I know, and because all of our coworkers love her as an assistant manager, I get like three or four beers knocked off my bill. Mm-hmm. Like one time, me, me, my, um, me and her boyfriend walked out on New Year's while she was working. Me and him ordered like four rounds. We each paid for three Bud Lights. We ordered like five or six IPAs each. Yeah. And for those of you who don't realize, that's about a forty dollar pay discrepancy, maybe fifty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shout out to Mercado, obviously. Great bar and grill if you're in the South Bay area. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and also shout out to the dive bars around the country. All the shit. Yeah. But we were talking NBA finals. So let's talk finals. I mean, we're going to talk more about it on Thursday, obviously. But, like, I don't know. This NBA playoffs has been so weird. Once I saw Dallas go – once I saw Phoenix go down, I was like, yep, yeah, it's Golden State. I, you could have told me there was no way in hell – Luca and a bunch of a bunch of uh, tier two guys were going to take out Golden State, who are scarier to me than the team that beat LeBron the first time was. Because honestly, Andrew Wiggins is a better player than Harrison Barnes was at that time. I mean, yeah, Draymond and Clay are a little older, but Steph's still Steph. You have Jordan Poole, who's a great player off the bench. You still have Kayvon Looney, who I think is just so underslept on in that series. Yeah. But if there was ever a team who's going to beat them, it is Boston. And as much as I despise Boston fans for how obnoxious they are, Boston fans, I'm rooting for the Celtics, man. I'm bringing the green out. I'll go find my Celtics Garnett jersey. I'll hang it in my window for a couple days. My biggest thing right now is that the Warriors, to me, are the worst. Also, as a Timberwolves fan, I don't want to see Wiggins get a fucking title. (laughs) <laughs> that man was chicken shit for us for three and a half years. He was amazing his rookie year. Then the second we draft Towns, oh, I'm not the star player anymore. Let me regress. Yeah, maybe was Tom Thibodeau the best coach? Fuck no. But Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler bullied him into submission, and he goes to Golden State, and Steph goes, it's okay not to be the best. I'll shoot our way out of it. It's <laughs> It's I don't want it. Okay, go go Celtics. Give me Celtics in seven. You know it's an early prediction. Give me Celtics in seven. I real you know it, it, I already am playing for next year because you know we get um 
you get a healthy Timberwolves team with a, a with even more cap space. It makes me happy. Um, what do you think about the finals, man? Or way too early to look at it because we got two days before I have to really care about it. I mean, you know, I'm all New York minus. I I do go for Chicago for basketball, but I mean, I'm I'm on the Celtics side this time. I I know it's it's interesting to side with the Celtics when you're a Bulls fan, but I I like Tatum. I want I would like to see I'd like to see Tatum. I'd see Brown, Al Horford get a ring. Al Horford's already got him, but I mean, you know, I might see him get another one. But mm. just I don't know. It's just like the Warriors. It's it's been done. You know what I mean? Like that whole like them in the Heat or just like with the Cavs and everything. It's just it's been done. I'm tired of seeing the Warriors always win and win and win. Oh, it's yeah. like it's it's like watching the, it's like the Patriots when they go to the Super Bowl from like 2001 to like you know 2018 or whatever. Mm. But hey, you got Celtics and Warriors. This is the first time I think since like 1963, 1964 they were in the finals together. It was like Bo Russell versus Will Chamberlain. Celtics won that one four to one, I believe, in the series. I'm gonna do a lot of prop bets for this, but I was like, you know what? Honestly, it's gonna be a fun series. <clears throat> At least like with Boston, it's like Jason Tatum is like not hard to root for. The whole Kobe Bryant thing where he texted Kobe's, of course, you know, ah, non existent yeah. number now, because you know, Kobe's been away dead for two years now, but like the way yeah. he texted Kobe before the game or whatever. That was pretty badass. No, that was I, nice. I, I I love that. And as being a friend of Kobe Bryant, someone who listened to the show knows, like I love that. Okay, he endeared himself to me a little bit. <clears throat> no, he definitely earned some brownie points in the uh, hearts of fans with that one. Oh, uh, breaking news by the way. Oh, um, like Akeem Nicks signed with the Buccaneers for a one year, ten million dollar deal. You know what that means in translation for anybody that doesn't understand what that means. Dominic. Cons- yes, go ahead. Dominican, say it. You you called dibs. The Dominican Sue is done in Tampa. Now where is the Dominican Sue gonna go? Because it ain't gonna be like a place like a place like I think we go a bit, maybe like a Philly. But now Philly went and drafted Jordan Davis. That ain't happening. Um. Well, what what about the uh, possibility of him going back to the Rams because Aaron Donald's kind of up in the air yeah, and everything? Perfect transition. All right. So yeah, Aaron Donald was on uh, I Am Athlete. Who now? Congratulations, I Am Athlete. They're now. On Sirius XM, on I think nights, whatever they're on, uh, probably a half hour, or whatever, from when we're recording. <clears throat> Listen, I'll give good podcast love, regardless if they work for Belly Up or not. Um, as much as I like, I like Pivot more with Fred and uh, Fred and Channing. I think Brandon Marshall and uh, Chad, they're fun sometimes, but I, I kind of like the Pivot guys a little more. They're a little more entertaining, but. I guess, uh, yeah, no, uh, they were talking about, it. I guess, you know, Aaron Donald was on, he was like, yeah, I don't know. And I, I only thought I was gonna play eight years, but eight years I got a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is kind of keep me in. And he's like, he's like, he's on the fence. He also signed with Donda sports, which I don't care about. It's like, congratulations. He, he works with Kanye and Antonio Brown, two of the, like the most, like who's crazier. Like a who's crazier contest may not be able to be decided between those two. So, like honestly, to me, I'm like, eh. but I will say this: as an NFC football fan, Aaron Donald not return would be great because that uh, that defense for the Rams gets a lot less scary. 
it's it's interesting when I was I was listening on the radio and he was pretty much saying before he even got into the NFL that he was only he wanted to play at least eight seasons, which to me is like it's, it's kind of like almost half a career. You know what I mean? Like you think eight seasons like is that enough to get into Hall of Fame for his well, case? I think I the NFL. Yes. I think it's a little different. Yeah, um, I think yeah. nowadays people are taking those injuries a lot more seriously and the long term effects of that. I think the craziest thing is like so like running backs eight seasons that's a good career, mm-hmm. like I think <clears throat> and like so I think eight is the beginning of okay this is acceptable yeah I think anything shorter than eight it's it's like oh, what could have been it's like with eight mm-hmm. seasons like it's kind of like Patrick Willis well that was unfortunate man yeah but what could have been if he was able to have a full length career. Yeah, like if he had another, he, I I think the perfect career for a defensive player is twelve to fourteen years. You know who hurt? I'm not even talking Andrew Luck, Luke Keekley. That kind of hurt. <clears throat> well, the dude's brain, if he got hit another, would turn into jelly. So it's like I, I I understand why, but at the same, like some people, some people's like just don't get the luck. Like so, AJ Hawk, right? Mm-hmm. Do you play thirteen seasons? Was part of that using their helmet as a weapon generation? Zero con- confirmed concussions. Stephen talks. He brags about McAfee all the time, and it's like some people just get the luck. Like for me, my only concussion I ever got in my life was snowboarding. Mm-hmm. I used my helmet like a weapon in high school. It looked like somebody, like look what Freddy Krueger Wolverine got after my helmet by the end of the season, and I took pride in it. I never used it directly spine to spine, but f- like hell, if I'm pass blocking you or rushing you. I may headbutt you to get you a little off balance. Yeah. But like these, some of these guys like, Oh my Lord, like their luck with concussions has been freaking terrible. So I know that the, the worst one was with Antonio Brown when he had that hit by, uh, perfect. Bond says, yeah, man, he's, I think they confirmed too. I don't think he's playing this year. I think he said, he's not gonna, he said, you're crazy. You think I'm coming back this year? I mean, I know he didn't want to play unless he got signed, but he, he didn't want to get a, surgery for his ankle until they got signed but who's going to sign you if you don't even have surgery on an ankle that you need to have repaired it's crazy to me man i look at it like (laughs) i look at like with 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 ab right so ab is just a whole can of worms and nuts and i i look at everything that happened for a five-year stretch he was the greatest receiver we'd ever seen at least numbers wise Mm-hmm. There was a point in time where him and Des Bryant were the two top highest paid receivers, I believe. As, as with Demarius Thomas, those three. That's how back, how far back he goes. It's I just to me, it's nuts. <clears throat> well, back to that Nadamakin Sue thing. Interesting stat here: he's only missed two games in his NFL career. So that's insane. I think I heard something about this like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, Nadamakin Sue's like durability has been incredible. And mm-hmm. his efficiency rating as a player has been great. So <clears throat> I think somebody's got to be able to meet that price price tag. I also can think of a couple teams who need an interior guy as well. Like, you know, maybe a certain uh, team up in upstate New York could use a little uh, interior uh-huh. help as well. I know I you think, don't want that. I don't think anybody in upstate New York needs that. I think we're good. Shh. I think we're good. <laughs> I've already it's dealt okay. with him when he was in Miami. We've already, we've already established as a possibility that the Patriots might be the worst team in the AFC this year, which is going to be hysterical. 
I mean, you know what? 99% of that doesn't even have to do with the roster. It's the fact that you've got a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. I think Bill has either lost it or he's trying to prove he can do it with two schmucks at OC. I think he's just trying to – I think he's trying to – you know how he always reaches on his draft picks because he wants to be the guy that's like, yeah, I took that guy that had a second-round grade I in the swear, first round. I Bill, swear, Bill's biggest problem in his entire NFL career was Zigo. Yeah, I can beat the Eagles without Malcolm Butler. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, thanks because you gave me one of the happy, happiest days of my life. <clears throat> oh, that was great. All the Patriots fans that I was hanging out with that day, they were all crying. It was great. It was as Dude, if I, won the I Super heard Bowl. so much shit. Hey, it got me a first date, man. I'm not gonna lie. So, because uh, you know, as a Patriots fan, I reached out to her. I was like, "Yeah, so uh, sorry about your past. I played a great game." She goes, "Thank you." All the Patriots fans been, all every other fan who's not a Patriots fan has been giving me shit all day. I'm like, I ain't saying shit about it. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, you know, uh, you want to you want to go out? If you say no, I'm gonna give you shit though. Oh yeah, no, I had about fifteen or fourteen one liners ready to rock and roll. She said no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be like, oh, okay. He, by the Matt, way. you know me. I talk way too much shit for my own good. It's got me throw thrown out of houses. It's gotten me got me yelled at. It's got me gotten teachers yelling at I, I just my mouth can get me in trouble sometimes. Especially when I've got a little vindictiveness to it. Mm-hmm. Then it's a problem. But either way, um, yeah, so yeah, the Aaron Donald, this whole Aaron Donald Sue thing now becomes an interesting prospect. The other team I thought like maybe who would make a like there's like some teams that are like mid level guys. The problem is with Adi's hackle, you never know who's gonna want to just eat a nine million dollar cut and just say, "Hey, come over here, we'll pay you." I mean, da- like I, I honestly think Dallas could be like a spot, and I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah. I mean, which would like make me so upset. You have no idea, but I, you know, looking at the possibilities where he can land. So obviously, you know, a reunion with the Rams is a possibility. With the fact that you know, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Donald. I'm pretty sure he's going. I feel like he's going to play this year. I don't know what his, mm-hmm. you know, what it's going to look like after that. But I mean. Eh, they're kind of stacked on that one. I was going to say maybe he can go to the Bengals because they lost Geno Atkins, but they got uh, they got DJ Reader and BJ Hill, so they're pretty much good with that one. What about a what about a Detroit reunion? I mean, he's been in the league for like 10, 12 years now. I Yo, think Motor can... City Dan Campbell, brother. Listen, everyone knows how much I love that caffeinated, kneecapping, biting bastard. Listen, if the if the Lions are like you know. They've got a good O line. Get a good run stopper in the middle. Have Sue play every couple downs. I mean, and you know what's kind of funny about that is too. Like when Sue was with the Lions, that was when he was on his craziest level. Like he was like he was kicking fucking guys in the nuts when he was tackling. And he was stepping on. Like didn't wait. He stepped you know what's on nuts. Is that like he like? Wait, didn't he step? He stepped on uh, Roger? Aaron Rodgers' head at one point. It was yeah. And then I think it was Matt Schaub. He was trying to tackle him, and his foot came down and kicked him in the nuts or something like that. And oh uh, yeah, that's it, like but, this shit. but imagine reuniting that with Dan Campbell. Yo, and also here's the kicker, right? So the Lions have a good team. Mm-hmm. It's with- all the Lions. Is the weirdest thing for like you look at Jared Goff, and if he plays half of what he was in Saint in Los Angeles. That team's a 10-win team because that offense is fucking stacked. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's break this down right now, right? 
So, tight end, you have Hawkinson. Yep. You have a top five O-line. Yep. You have DeAndre Swift if he stays healthy in the backfield. Then we go out wide. You have DJ Chark, who is a missile of a human. He's just so fast. Yep. He's a big target, too. Then you have Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best route runners and in-between guys in the league. He broke out last year. And then you also have Jameson Williams, who basically was compared to who's supposed to be the taller version of Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun yep. Jackson's biggest issue is uh, And then you also have, if, if all fails, you have the kind of under under the radar but reliable Josh Reynolds, I'm pretty sure. They yeah, I was going to say Josh Reynolds is a fourth receiver. Josh yeah. Reynolds is your fourth receiver. He was – Arguably one of the more dangerous guys in that McVay offense that went to the Super Bowl. I mean, so, the only thing that's going to hinder the line success this year is going to be if that defense can't perform. I know they've got, you know, imagine though putting Sue back there and then you pair him with Aiden Hutchinson on the other side. That would be nice. Have, I think they have another edge rusher too. It's pretty decent. Um, and they have some young corners too. Actually, weren't that terrible? I think the thing with like they have Okuda. Akuda's biggest problem was he was a number three overall draft pick. That's the biggest problem. Oh, Derek Stingley. Yeah. He's going to see a Derek uh, Stingley. I wasn't going to go there. I, I, I love Sauce going at four because I know Sauce is going to produce off the rip. But with Derek Stingley, I was like, uh, buddy. See, that was my, my fear. So, you know, not to get off topic quick, but I didn't want the Jets to take Ekem, the tackle. I. I wasn't really a fan of trying to move guys around. I wanted to keep Becton at the left tackle and just I was hoping Texans were gonna take him. But my fear was that they don't I'm like, are they gonna go sauce? Are they gonna go Stingley? I'm happy they jumped on Stingley because I didn't want him. I wanted sauce all the entire time. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think sauce was the most earning or deserved corner of like a top five pick if there was gonna be a corner that was gonna go that high. I, I think Stingley yes. was gonna go at least like ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue is that when it all boils down to the Jets, right? So the Jets just need to not overthink themselves. Mm -hmm. When they drafted Revis, he was the best corner in that draft. We all knew it. They drafted the guy who is going to be a lockdown man-to-man corner. I'm not saying Sauce is going to be Revis, but Mm -hmm. Sauce has that Revis quality where it's like, you put me on him, he's not catching more than a – he's not burning me. Yeah, he may catch a ball or two, but he's not going to affect the game. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why I love guys like everyone's like, oh, it's like, oh, Trayvon Diggs. I'm like, no, give me a Darius Slay or give me a Jalen Ramsey yeah. or a Jerry Alexander. Give me these guys who are going to shut you down. They may allow a catch or two. Like Ramsey getting smoked by Mike Evans, that was Ramsey not thinking Brady was going to heave it. Like he yeah. even said in an interview, he was yeah, I thought Brady was going to check it down, and then I look up Mike Evans is four steps behind me, like, and he's like, oh, I'm screwed. So, yeah. like, so, like, that's why, like, everyone's like, oh, everyone's repping on the Eagles defense. I'm like, y'all realize, like, you have James Bradbury and Avante Maddox and Darius Slay in one secondary. And Marcus Epps, as much as people, like, are like, who? He was the 22nd ranked safety last year in the NFL, mm-hmm. according to PFF. It's like, out of, and there's what, two safeties per team? So the 64 basically is starters. This man wasn't even a starter for half the year. Then I, Trayvon Diggs, the thing with him is like, you know, I, I, I loved watching him in the hard knocks. I was rooting for him, everything. And, you know, he got a shit ton of interceptions, which is great. But 
I mean, when you're also giving up like, you know, 100 and something yards a game to some guys and it doesn't matter if you pick the guy off or not. It's just the fact that he he's not great in coverage, but he just comes up with some of the plays every now and then. Like you said, I'd rather have like Marlon Humphrey, Jari Alexander, um, James. Um, Humphrey, even, even Marcus Peters. Yeah. Because at least, yeah, you know what Trayvon Diggs is? Trayvon Diggs is a more athletic, less skilled Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. Marcus Peters was he, that same thing. He was the guy, he was an interception machine. But wasn't always the greatest but guy. Peters, he once he got to Baltimore, learned how to like do mm-hmm. both. All right, let's. Uh, I think we got and fell enough. Um, quickly before we get into the NCAA rules and everything else, uh, you got a little McGregor news. So I don't know, man. I was watching these pay per views and like fucking Michael Chandler's knocking everybody out and he's calling out Conor McGregor and then all of a sudden like fucking Jorge Masvidal loses to Colby Covington and then Jorge's calling out Conor McGregor and every if Tony Ferguson's calling out Conor McGregor everybody fucking wants this guy this guy multiple champion in multiple different positions uh, weight divisions in the UFC it was like he's hold you know at the he's held two titles at the same time in different divisions mm-hmm. like he's he's on everything you can as a fighter He's going up. He's going down. He's won championships in every single thing you can think of that he's going up in. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. He can never fight at all, at all ever again. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. But these guys are just calling him out. And I'm like, dude, like, you don't want to call like a top five guy out in your division. Maybe like be a little credible, go for the title. So I don't know where this came from. But Masvidal and Conor McGregor just started going back and forth. And you've got, you know, Conor McGregor saying he doesn't think Jorge, Dahl, Jorge Masvidal is very intelligent. He calls him an absolute pigeon brain, stupid beyond belief. And you got fucking Jorge Masvidal calling him a pea brain. So you got pigeon brain and pea brain going back and forth. So pigeon brain, they call him pea brain, the biggest fight of your life. So you're either scared to take it or you're too stupid to get this check. So... I think McGregor is like, listen, I'm one of the best ever. So um, I think he's going to do an Anderson Silva thing and just take big fights. If big fights come his way, he'll take them, but he's not going to settle for some little tiny shit. But I don't know. We might see Conor McGregor versus Rory Miles all down the road. We could see Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. We can see Conor McGregor versus Tony Ferguson. We just cannot see Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier for a fourth time after he lost to him in back-to-back fights that they faced each other. We are not going to see that shit again. But MMA, that is Conor McGregor right now. He's just he's going back. He still goes back and forth every now and then with uh, Khabib. It's just like let it go, man. It's like it's like Conor's done, guys. Like Conor's got a kid. He's got a a life with his wife. He's got brands. He's done. Yeah, it sucked how he went out. It's also sucked how Chuck Liddell went out. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to call it a legend, go after my boy Jay, Johnny Bones because like he still wants to fight. I think John Bones is all about three years of aggression ready to kill somebody. I think that's the biggest issue. But, yeah, they, but like, yeah. with all this McGregor crap, and it's from taking from an outside guy, right? So, like, I watch UFC when I'm hanging with you guys, or I'll watch it occasionally my other buddy's watching it. It's like, y'all kind of an old man. It's like, who cares? Connor's done. Connor's done, made his nut. He's good. You know, the point that I'm trying to make with everything, too, is if you call out Connor McGregor and you win, that's not going to put you in line for a title fight if you're, you know. That'll just put you in line if, for a payday. Yeah, if you're like Masvidal or anybody like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat him and then be number one contender for the title fight. You're gonna get a big paycheck. That's all you're gonna get. I mean, not like that's all you're gonna get, but if you're trying Listen, to be champion, if you look at those gas prices. Everyone can use a big paycheck yeah. right now. Well, if if you're trying to be champion, you're Conor McGregor's not the guy to go because Conor McGregor's the kind of guy where Dana White would just give him 
a title fight just because of who he is. That's not Jorge Masvidal. That's not Ferguson or Chandler. If you want the title fight, you got to fight an actual contender for that. But I, I mean, I don't think Connor's done. I think he's a, he'll come back and fight another time or so. I just, you know, I think pretty much as long as he's willing to fight, Dana will book him because he's going to bring pay-per-view revenue. He's going to bring, you know, views, everything like that. But uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Hori Masvidal and Conor McGregor. I think that's going to be just a straight bang out. No, there's going to be no grappling. They're going to just fucking swing, which is great. But it just all depends on Conor's leg going to hold up after that gruesome little injury he had against Poirier. That was just ugly as hell. Um, all right, moving on to the main event of the show, I guess. Um, the NCAA. Uh, if news broke, I think yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon, I think I texted in the group chat. The NCAA announced their NIL deals, they uh, NIL rules. They announced their um, conference uh, championship rules. So conference championship first, because this is the quicker one. They no longer require divisions for championship games anymore. Okay. So most what most uh, conferences are looking forward to is pods. So let's say like. Miami and like all the southeastern, all the really far south schools like Miami, Georgia Tech, um, Florida State, say NC State, right? Or yep. that's like one pod. Then Clemson, Pitt, and Wake Forest, and, and oh, I don't freaking Notre Dame, let's say, right? I, I don't even know Notre Dame's going to be in the conference, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, or no, no, sorry, not Notre Dame, North Carolina. That's another one. And then Duke, etc. Okay, so instead of conferences, they'll do pods, and then they'll play. It's a whole weird thing, right? But why I love this is instead of like, so a couple years ago, Pitt went to the title game, I think it was 2019, against Clemson. Had no business being there, clinched it three weeks early, then lost their next three games. One of the teams they lost to Miami finished with a better record and a better conference record, a tie conference record, and had the tiebreaker or like or the thing they lost on point differential. The team behind Clemson, I think their division had a better record than all those teams, but missed out. I love the whole pod system because the hey, listen, the and the SEC even better, right? Two of the best teams in the SEC this year could be like could be Georgia and like. It's going to be Georgia, Alabama, obviously, but let's say for some reason it's LSU, Alabama, two best records. Perfect. There you go. Winning percentage should be the reason you make the title game. I love it. I love the sound of it. I think it's a great move for every conference. I think having getting rid of these stupid divisions, divisions were dumb. Yeah. They made no sense. I get north and south divisions or east and west. That makes sense, but like, in the ACC, it was like coastal versus Atlantic. I'm like, yeah, the Atlantic is the coast. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, so like, why am I not in that one? But I don't know. I think the win percentage thing could be better. I think you might have just a little bit of a uh, more of a variety of who's going to get in rather than kind of like the same people every time. Well, I mean, listen, last last year's ACC title game was a joke and a half. But then again, I mean, my team was out of it by October because our quarterback's shoulder got jacked up through his skull, basically, and we had to put a freshman from Connecticut in. And, you know, Clemson scored about, what, 10 points a game until mid-October? So, 
We know them. And we had Kenny Heisman, who who Kenny Heisman hustled his way into a top top twenty five pick. So, so I mean, I love it. But the more important news is the NIL. All right. So listen, I am all for players getting paid. Listen, these mm-hmm. the, the biggest problem with college is not the athletics. It's the fact that college presidents and their 50,000 administrators in their bureaucracy before. Like, listen, me and Matt went to a small, we went to the third biggest school in Connecticut, right? Maybe third biggest, whatever. Their president had four sub-presidents underneath it and four teams board of directors underneath that. And, like, the pay raise, I'm like, y'all are ridiculous. And we wonder why, you know, like, Southern's at least got to be at least 30 grand at this point. UConn's like 40-something. I, I was talking to somebody who was, goes to Northwestern, and I think wasn't even Grayson. It was somebody else. Their kid goes to Northwestern. And they're talking about it being 60 years, something like that. I'm like, what the shit? That's before room and board. Somebody's got to pay their salaries. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. You don't deserve that salary when you sit in an office and take 40 vacation days a year. Mm-hmm. The athletics, though. I am all for Nick Saban or... Kirby Smart or Mario Cristobal making twelve million a year. You know why? Because they make about one hundred and ten million for the damn school. Yeah, and they bring everybody there. Everybody wants exactly. to go there because of them. Or or Mike Shashevsky or 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 now in this case, freaking uh, Hubert Davis, Bill Self. Now he's retiring. Which you know, I mean, no, Bill Self still want to know. Jay Jay Wright retired. Obviously, Bill Self's around there. Big name coaches or successful coaches for schools. Deserve the money. Administrators Anything. don't do shit. They basically just push and point, whatever. A whole nother argument. But here we go. So this all, I feel like I kicked, I was all in the works with the rules and everything else, but it really came to a head when the football czar, Nick Saban, said, you know, and listen, Kevin came on and defended himself about defending Nick Saban and all this, but listen, neither of them are in a good spot. No, Texas A&M definitely paid their guys to come into that school because listen, Texas no. A&M never had number one recruit, number one recruiting class in no. entire life. It's just like back in that one year where they got where Old Miss got Incandice and a bunch of other dudes. You know they were paying guys. It wasn't a mystery, okay. Um, but the NIL is good because the players get paid. The issue is, is that like recruiters, and not recruiters, age like. Uh, boosters communicating with the players. I love how that's now a roadblock. Um, collectives having no contact with the players. I love how that's a roadblock. <clears throat> Listen, so let's say Miami gets a five-star receiver from Brow- from uh, Overton or Broward or even maybe over in Texas, whatever. And they said, hey, Lamborghini of South Beach wants to give you a, like once he signs, goes, hey, I want you to sign a $5 million um Endorsement deal with Lamborghini of South or endorsement to Lamborghini South Beach, right? And you get a brand new Huracan Spider or a Aventador Spider, whatever. Um, awesome, great, because you're in South Beach, so you're gonna have more of those opportunities than you would in Auburn, Alabama, mm-hmm. or in you know, like Lubbock, Texas, or any of these places where it's like you know it's a little smaller. And yeah, it does kind of balance it out. My biggest issue is, is like the the whole Jordan Addison thing. I think was the the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. when it was openly getting reported that people were paying these guys, these kids. Jordan Addison is four years younger than me, three and a half years younger than you, 
And this man's getting offered a house, a million dollars, cars and everything. He'll play at Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Or Pitt or USC or whoever gives a shit. He's not going to make a cha- championship. I watched Jordan Addison. He played okay against Miami, but then I also watched our nickel guy shut him down for a whole quarter. So I, I, I'm not impressed, but whatever. Um, unbiased ACC opinion. But so my biggest thing with this whole NIL deal is like we knew this was going to happen. We knew it was coming down. The NCAA backlogging it though, and like going after guys who have done transgressions in the past. That's a little dicey. It's like going after a, a, a team who, like, did something five years ago. Oh, we're going to vacate your wins. Now, go fuck yourself, NCA. You still find a way to suck, even though you made the right decision. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. This is, it's like, all right, so baseball, everybody cheats. Everybody steals signs. Like, so I understand that the Astros were an exception exactly. because they were caught. Yeah, they were caught that year, and then it was within kind of recently they were, the, you know, whatever. But – what's the point of you know penalizing a team that did this 10 years ago or whatever like that and now it's legal you're gonna go back in time and try and figure it out like why didn't you do that back in the day but this is to me this is just good news for smaller schools and you know could be bad news for bigger schools like i mean you got texas a&m like you were saying buying people left and right stealing like you know guys like clemson and and alabama's players so i think this is good stuff for schools that are just you know they're big football schools but they haven't been doing much for a while because now they're like hey uh you know, you remember us? We, we we can give you some some money. You want to come here and make us like a legit thing? Like we'll pay you whatever you want. Now they can do that. So I think that's good for schools that are trying to get back on their feet because now they're pretty much like, all right, we're gonna fucking unload this. You see this guy right there over there in the hat? Yeah, he just he just committed to us for four years for uh, fucking journalism. Yeah, his his tuition is going to your pocket. So his fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, we're gonna pay you that. Oh, that was a loud speaker thing. I just, you know, the, the whole the problem was we, we, once we saw this NIL stuff break, we knew it was only a matter of time before the floodgates hit a point where it's like, all right, somebody's got to control this a little bit. And the problem is, I think the problem is NCAA just overstepped. I think you're 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 right on point with what you said as well. But like, I agree with the control. I agree with regulating what is happening in the future. But you can't go back after you had no way to control it already and say, oh, now you can't do... Oh, now we're going to get yeah. you for that. It's not like they did anything illegal. It's like saying... It's like saying, oh, oh, we're going to ban this... Th- we're going to ban this... Um, we're going to ban this certain type of liquor, right? State... Countrywide. You can't go after consumers who bought that liquor or sold that liquor... Because it was illegal now. It's illegal now. Because it wasn't illegal then when they bought it. It's like trying to like say, like, oh, I bought cigars when I was 19, but it's illegal to do that when you're 21 now. Yeah. You can't go after me for buying cigars when I was 19 when it was legal when I was 19. Yeah. So that's that's the point that it kind of bugs me. It's kind of it's not a great precedent, but you know what? Leaving the NCAA to start a thought correctly and then still find a way to screw it up. Yeah, well, that's, I was going to say, that's on par with them. It's, they've been doing everything wrong all this whole time, and now that they're doing something right, they gotta just they still got to do something just to fuck it up a little bit, just so it's like, bro. Well, you, you know, Mark Emmert sitting in his echo chamber, like, yeah, we did it right. We did a good job. We did we did a good job, guys. Like, great job, guys. They're all patting each other on the back, and they're all saying yes to each other, and then, you know, the entire – I wanted to see everyone's re- – I'm sorry there wasn't a bigger reaction today. I think it's the NBA Finals and everything else kind of like swept under the rug. 
It was expected, but I'm just like waiting for this to be like a bigger thing. So, yeah. So it's kind of it's just kind of like they just took a sword and then they took two steps back after all of that. But I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to think about how recruiting for college could wind up being like NFL free agency, where everybody's just going back and forth, like going crazy. Like, all right, what do they offer you? All right, we'll, we'll give you this plus, like, you know, a Honda Civic with uh, the works. <laughs> and then you got Deion Sanders stealing some five star recruits. It's insane, man. But listen, also with Deion Sanders, like, who doesn't want to play for the greatest cornerback exactly. of all time? It's like, so here's the other thing with the Travis. Uh, What's his last name? Uh, I want to say whoever this number one kid is, right? The cornerback. Yep. Um, I think he's first Jordan Travis. I don't know. Like, you want to get uh, who's number one recruit? The kid with the JSU. Um, this kid, right? He's committed to Florida State, who currently is the ninth best team in its own conference. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Okay, so I was writing the name Travis. Travis Hunter, right? So what's you what what's the peak unless you overpaid at Florida State? Oh, you go to the same place as Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey went. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey went, went back when Jimbo Fisher was coaching, and they had a great roster that had a bunch of pro pro guys on it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Deion Sanders. Mike Norvell squad ain't nothing like that. Yeah, they beat Miami last year, but listen that. Miami drains the clock a little bit before the score. We have a whole different conversation. JSU, you're going to get to play for Coach Prime. One of the best HBCUs in the country. And honestly, you don't have to pay for play for a Florida State team that's going to probably finish 4-6 and six at best. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, 4-10 and 10 at best. Because I don't think that team was very good at all. So, I just, I don't know. It, it, like, the, like, the whole... Travis Hunter thing cracked down. I was like, how do Florida State land on one recruit? I'm like, how much did they pay this man? Like, seriously, that's what I I, I got to be like. Because there's there's no way Mike Norvell is that good of a recruiter. There's no way that Tallahassee, or I'm sorry, Tallahassee, not even in the good way, is that great of a place. Yes, this is total fan bias. I'm a Hurricanes fan. But Tallahassee's disgusting. Florida State has yeah, great party school, right? But mm-hmm. that's it. So what are the reasons? Unless they paid the living shit out of him for him to go there, so I just I don't know. It's like it's this whole thing with the Travis Hunter thing. It's like, I don't know. who's his number three school? It's probably like LSU or like freaking USC or Texas was his three school, and it's like, oh, he chose J- JSU because you know he used to play for the greatest corner of all time. It's like, listen, if you're the one high school recruit, you play good enough in uh, HBCU. So a couple of them got drafted this year. Why the hell not would you want to go? Well, props to uh, Deion Sanders for even being able to pull that off because I, he's listen, he's trying to put G- JSU on the map right now with all you know. He's taking the number one football recruit right there. Travis Hunter could be the next Anthony Barr. I mean, Anthony Barr fucking signed a nice big fat contract with the Jets and then backed out last second, went back to the Vikings, and every year you got one or two guys that do that same exact thing. And the whole joke is fucking, oh, just pulled an Anthony Barr, Anthony Barr, this and that. Travis Hunter could be the next one for college football, just pulling out of uh, pulling out of um, commitments, going to different teams. Mm. That'd be fun to see. Oh, it'd be interesting. It's just the whole problem. So this whole, this, the NCAA this year is going to be just odd. And you know what? I'm okay with it. All right? I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not complaining. Like, 
I like the NCAA feels more balanced this year than it ever did. Like Georgia lost half his defense. Great. Um, Alabama doesn't look that deadly in offense anymore. The SEC is going to eat each other alive. And Clemson looks like shit. And the USC looks like it's on the rise, but so does Miami. College football is going to be fun. I'm excited. I don't care. Texas US- is going to be a joke still because I'm telling you, Quinn Ewers is going to throw a thousand interceptions this year. But uh, it's okay. USC is on the rise, but don't ever touch their quarterbacks on the draft. Uh, Sam Darnold, Matt Barkley, Matt Liner, Mark Sanchez. The last one that was successful was Carson Palmer. Yep. In the beginning and the end of his career. Exactly. Just just cut those Oakland years out. Um, All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Corner Booth Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Jerry Clem. Matt Rodazzo riding Shaco with me today. We'll be back Thursday for the 100th Corner Booth pregame. Be a fun time. Check it out Thursday Live on Twitter at 6.30 Eastern Time on our YouTube. We'll tweet the link. And on uh, Roku TV, download the Belly of Sports channel. It's free on Roku and Apple TV, actually. And on top of that, we'll also be live on Facebook. Uh, so... There you go. That is it. That is all, folks. We appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to scarf some food before I got to head out of here. Um, we hope you have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. And hope you have a great Memorial Day week. Peace. See you. Hey, guys. Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.